welcome to First Time Parents. Today we are going to get sexy on the podcast. <laughs> Imagine if I said today we are having sex on the podcast. Phone sex. Oh, okay, phone sex. We've yeah. never actually had phone sex. Because that's so like 1990. <laughs> <laughs> what is it now? Like FaceTime sex? Yeah, like uh, what's it called? Snapchat sex. <laughs> Oh my God, we're so ancient. Uh, Well, welcome to today's podcast. It is going to be a chat around intimacy. So we met this legend, Luke, at a wedding. He was sitting across from us um, and, you know, everything was getting a little bit kinky at the wedding and we started talking about relationships and we said, we'll have, we have to come on our podcast. So intimacy isn't just sex, which I think we'll find out today. Um, so we've been sharing everything behind the scenes of our relationship uh, with our therapy sessions. And then now with our sex sessions, <laughs> welcome to today's podcast. <laughs> what is it called? Like tarp up? <laughs> yeah, wrap up. You better rub her up, cutie. All right, let's get Luke on the show. Oh, I forgot my water. Hola. Hey, Luke. G'day. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're good. I was like, let's get this party started. Are we having sex on the podcast today? I, well, I can have sex with myself. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> oh. I considered doing it before the recording, so I'm happy. Well, Before, during, or after, whatever. Well, I think we actually need you today because I think our intimacy. I mean, you're probably going to tell us that it's more than just sex, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like I have no libido at the moment, and like I feel, you know, the connection. It's like our connection feels so amazing with you know life that you know we're connecting on a totally different level, mm. but the. Sex life is pretty... Few and far between, shall we say. <laughs> like, this is great. It's fucking content right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making notes. Um, yeah, I love it. Well, um, welcome to our podcast, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so for those who, you know, before we go right in, I mean, we're already in there, let's be honest. Um, not, literally, but... <laughs> not literally, but before... Just, just we get... the tip. We're just at yeah, the tip at the yeah. moment. Just the tip. We're just at the tip. Um, who are you? Like, what... If you could sum up your parenting journey in one sentence, what would it be? Oh, um, roller coaster. Um, yeah, I'm the dad of twin nine-year-old boys. And um, I separated from their mum about a month after they were born. And then uh, we got back together for about, uh, like about nine months later, got back together for about four years, then separated and um, co-parented. And then I got married to my amazing ex-wife, Sindra Banks, who became their stepmother and, um, you know, navigated that whole journey. And then um, midway through last year, so about 12 months ago, Cindy and I separated. And so now I'm solo co-parenting again and um, just navigating it all as it comes. And it's a wild ride, but my little homies are like, they're my gurus. Like they're they're the cheap. Well, I shouldn't say kids cheap, but they're they're the most accessible, like gurus that you can literally come across because they're like my little mirrors 
and they teach me so fucking much. I remember saying to them, like, God, I'm so excited about how much you guys are going to teach me. And they were really confused. They're like, no, Dad, it's your job to teach me. I was like, nah, bro. Like, <laughs> I know nothing, Jon Snow. You've got so much to teach me about life and na- how to navigate it from a more innocent place of, like, learning. Mm, so true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And we say that all the time. Like, I reckon I've learned more from my son than I've learned, you know, in my whole 39 years of life. <laughs> mm, yeah. I remember Sindra and I um, read a book called The Conscious Parent by Dr. Shalifa. Um, fantastic book. And that's where I really got that mindset from of like, yeah, I'm here to keep them safe. I'm here to provide from, for them, but I don't own them. Um, and it's actually my job to just pay the fuck attention and learn from them. And we sort of co-guide ourselves through this, this navigation called parenting. Yeah, and that's why we started this podcast, didn't we? To get like everyone's opinions, yeah, and intel to vent as well, just to get stuff off your chest and to share. So when you share, I find you find that you get a lot of people are on the same page. So it brings your emotions from really high to actually somewhat normal because you're like, fuck, it's good to hear that other people are going through the same shit as me. So it doesn't make you feel as bad about yourself. And mm. that communication amongst other people mm. in the same boat just really does. Lighten the, yeah, the mood. And lighten the load. Lighten I can the load. all dirty sex jokes now. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> this, hey, you've got the right person on the podcast. I'll get into that in a second. But, <laughs> like, I find, um, like, with parenting, with pregnancies, with, um, you know, just life, often we get either the really, really sugar-coated version of what's going on. Like, we don't actually talk about, like, our struggles about how hard stuff is because we're just trying to be good men, good dads, good mums, um, good people, or we just get like the horror stories, like just about how fucking, you know, hard parenting is or how hard relationships are or blah, blah, blah. But it's a spectrum, right? And mm. it's I think that it's important to have the conversation about the whole spectrum and really share honestly and vulnerably. So like you said, James, like we're not, we don't feel like we're alone. Yeah. <clears throat> so true. You, yeah, it does certainly resonate that because you do either stick to one or the other, not all of it, because it is all of it. You know, it's not always shit. It's not always great. There's a bit of somewhere in the middle, but you got to sort of represent all of that. Yeah. So I guess like to answer your other question a little bit about me. Um, yes. My name's Luke Skews. I am a sex and relationship coach. Um, so I help couples and individuals expand um, and explore their sexuality, their relationship dynamics, and um, and really delve into, again, the spectrum of intimacy. And the reason that um, I remember you guys asked me on the podcast is because we were sitting having some cocky teas at Rosie and Ash's wedding, and we were talking about like intimacy during, like our conversation was like interest, intimacy during the early stages of parenting. Mm. And um, those early years and also like we were jamming out about like introducing a step parent into parenting. Yes. The journey around that. So like I mostly spend um, my days like helping couples around their intimacy blocks, libido blocks, um, but also maybe couples that are like, you know, kicking ass and selling tickets and want to go a little bit deeper and a little bit further. 
Yeah. But something yeah. that also jammed you out on, sorry, is that... What was um, it? I can't remember. You can tell me. <laughs> I'm, I'm also um, like an electrical engineer of, mm. you know, nearly 19 years. So, um, you know, we had that to relate to as well. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, I'm just super excited for us to um, flesh out some juicy conversations. Of course. Well, so are we. Let's just say that night we actually had really good sex. Mm -hmm. Like that night after Rosie and Ash's wedding, we were like, it must have been all the talk and like all the, you know. Feeling the love. The vibes of everyone there as well. And so I think we went and had awesome sex. And this is what we do. We're that couple that always has awesome sex on holidays. We have awesome sex. Um, you know, and we're intimate, like when we go partying, aren't we? And then it's like the day-to-day for us is a grind, like, you know what I mean? And we do, like, we kiss every morning, like we're very intimate, touchy-feely kind of couple, but for us it's... Sex is not... Especially since Memphis, like, it's just we haven't had that, like, I guess you could say consistency. Yeah, and it's not on the high up on the pecking order. It um, sadly gets put behind them. I think. Yeah. I think fatigue or end of the day, like we're early risers. Um, so we get up early, go to bed early. So it comes the end of the day, I'll finish work. I might go for a run. Heidi might be cooking or something like that. We have dinner with the family and then it's like I'm fucking beat, you know, mm-hmm. and that's rinse and repeat Monday to Friday. And then the odd weekend where we do get the space or the time or um, a couple extra drinks and you just feel the, you know, yeah, like, one little touch and it might be on. Ooh. But um, Yeah, all, it, the, all, all, the blo- all the blocks to the priorities all of a sudden fall away and you're like, oh, well, yes. we love each other, we're here, let's do it. Yeah. 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 Or like Memphis was like, yes, he's on Netflix. Let's go. And one of us will do the like kinky little let's roll. And then it's like a quick, a real quickie, but it's like fun and exciting. Mm. And yeah. So today I was actually really excited to get you on. And I'm like, it just worked out the perfect time because I reckon it's just the consistency of us. Yeah. Mm. Well, you, you might get like a free little coaching session out of this as well. Well, well, this is the thing. I think when you talk to other parents, right, this is the number one thing that I, you know, that I hear with so many of my friends. It's like, I just don't have fucking time. Mm. Like, and, you know, and it's, that's why, like I said, for us, it was so important creating this season of the podcast all about the relationship to have Mm. these honest issues like delved into. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll give you my little like ethos on this part of a relationship this stage of a relationship that you guys are in. And then um, we can sort of get into more of the specifics. But intimate connection when we have kids is something that almost instantly drops down the pecking order. And there's hormonal factors to it. Like for um, the female, for like a good period of time, 12 months or more, your sexual hormones drop because your body is telling you that your number one job is to look after this child. Like you're in like yeah. full, care, full caretaker mode, right? And you might want to be sexy. You might have like a super sexy bearded husband and, you know, he, you know he's, got all, he's got everything going on. He's doing all of the right things, but there's like almost a hormonal block to it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's what it feels like. I think that hormonal block's still there. <laughs> yeah. And like your body's not producing all of the same chemicals that it once did when you were in, like, you know, you're going through that normal cycle of like it's ovulation week. So, you know, my body wants to make some babies or do some freaky shit or whatever it is. That all of that 
that hormonal cycle kind of stops it goes away and as parents like as as you know the male partner we pick up on that so we stop trying to push you for it right or the pushes might become a little bit more you know la da like hey babe you want to have a roll all right okay yeah that's fine no it's cool it's cool 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 it's it's all good no pressure no pressure um or like you know it won't take very long or you haven't got to do much or you know all these sorts of things and you know, we we sort of stop and like in our like consciousness, when you get when you rebuff each other a certain amount of times, then you stop trying to initiate as much because you don't really want to force it. You don't want to make each other uncomfortable. You'd like it to flow, you know, just like it does when you go on holidays or you go to Rosie and Ash's wedding. <laughs> so we kind of we put that intimate connection almost like in a drawer. Like, and we'll just pick that up later, you know, when the kids are a little bit older or we've got a bit more time or my libido's back and kicking away. But it doesn't really work like that. Connection doesn't just stay in the drawer, festering away, building and, you know, all sparkly and yummy, waiting for us to pull it out at some mm-hmm. stage. We've got to like make, a dildo. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, you know, it's like a vibrator. The batteries will go flat. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or you pull that out and the batteries have gone all corroded and gross and leaking <laughs> everywhere. And that's not going anywhere near. So, yeah, it doesn't work like that. You can't just put it in a drawer and wait for, you know, a better time. You've got to, you've got to maintain it. Mm. And my sort of ethos around sex is it works through three pillars, communication, connection, and intimacy. If you're communicating really, really well, and I don't mean just talking at each other or talking to each other, like talking about deep stuff, like hopes and dreams, like not just like, how, you know, how many nappies have we got left this week, babe? Or, you know, can you wash the bottles this time? It's, you know, talking about, you know, things that actually interest you, things, the things that you were talking about pre-baby, mm. finding some time to talk about that sort of stuff. And even having the challenging conversations and, you know, active listening and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And when you're communicating at a high enough level, you f- still feel connected to each other. You're not just two people going through the motions. You know, you're finding time. You're not so much just finding time to fuck. You're finding time to have good conversations. And you feel yeah. seen by the other person. You feel known by the other person. You feel connected by the other person. And if you're communicating, you're connected, intimacy will flow from that. What do you reckon, I was going to say, your top, five conversations for couples who might be sitting in this would be like, you know, hopes, dreams, aspirations. Like, have you got any, like, you know, like a top three to five that you would say, like, have these conversations with your partner? Yeah, for sure. Like there's some really great um, intimacy sentence stems. Like even if you just Google intimacy sentence stems and like, even if you've just got five minutes, I call it the love bubble. Yeah. even if you've only got five minutes each day and everyone's got five minutes, if you haven't got five minutes, make fucking 10 minutes, five minutes per day to sit down together, you know, have like a little cuddle or some sort of you know form of connection and ask like deeper questions like or statements even like, I feel really seen when you or I feel most desired when you. Yeah. I feel and just take turns back and forth. Um, I feel most challenged day to day when you, um, you know, I feel sexy when this happens. Yes. It's like, actually, when do you do that? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. 
Yeah. Like I, said, I mean, I know I'm more about the mundane conversation <laughs> about like, oh, it's nice weather today, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> really I wasn't going to bring it up. That really gets a go on, I tell you. Yeah. Like a hole in the head. Um, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, the fucking that rain and like, and like, that was I thought my windscreen was going to break. Oh, fuck. By the way, do you want to fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that's sexy. That's hot. Because <laughs> we haven't done it for two weeks. Like, <laughs> Get those windscreen wipers going, baby. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah so it it's like it and we talked about this at the start. Like intimacy isn't just sex. Mm. But sex comes from intimacy. Yeah. 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 And there are times where we will have sex that you'll really feel the connection. And mm. You know, you'll be right in the moment. Your mind's not thinking about the weather or what you're cooking <laughs> for dinner, yeah. uh, and you and you'll feel it. You know, it will be different. And there's other times where it's like, right, we've got a quick couple of minutes. Let's just go, and you're you're in the you're in the moment. And then other times, you're sort of just having it because you feel like I know back in our earlier days, we felt like we were losing that connection, so we did either book it in or force it to happen. And you know, it was still enjoyable, but probably not as nice as what it mm. could have been. But we yeah. had that sort of um, feeling like we're losing that connection of we've got to have it. Like I used to work away and it was like we need to have sex X amount of times in that week that you're home because you can't have sex for the next week. And yeah. they, Heidi put that pressure on me and I felt the pressure, but also you felt like, yes, I do want to have it. But if your times are out, it's sort of, yeah, you did lose that intimacy connection. Yeah. 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 I call it like the difference between having junk food sex and gourmet sex. I like that. Yeah, it's like the junk food sex is like a t- quick cheeseburger from Mackie, Mickey D's, yep. <laughs> and you know, Love like it, it tastes good, but it just it doesn't hit the spot. Like you know, a nice gourmet burger from Grilled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's all it's all welcome, but like the thing that we, I think that the thing that we lose the most as we drop it down the pro- priority list is the curiosity about what else it could be, mm. because when it does drop down the priority list and it becomes that junk food sex, it gets into the realms of, you know, the same old three moves. Yes. Yeah. Know, like, like missionary doggy, turbo doggy. And, you know, that's all, that's all we got time for. Yeah. And you stop thinking about like, Oh, well, what else could we try? What could we play with? What could we have fun with? You know what? Because you, it's literally, you know, it's just so down on the priority list that it's, just when we've got time for and you stop looking forward to playing Mm. yes yeah with all the couples that you coach and work with would you say that's one of the biggest things like they've forgotten how to play and they're just doing like you said the same things yeah yeah pretty much it's um like and some of the things that i would encourage my couples to do is if you are going to plan it in um, you know, whether it's a babysitter or mom, dad, sister, brother, whatever, um, to call it like a play party, almost like, and I give um, my couples, um, I've got like this intimacy hit list, right, where I've written down like literally every filthy act that I could possibly think of. Like, and it goes all, it goes from like, you know, kissing each other, you know, gentle touch all the way to like pissing each on each other in the bathtub. And, their job is to go through the list together with some highlighters and highlight, you know, the green things that are, yep, absolute yeses, the orange things that are, you know, maybe I'd be interested in trying that, and then red, like, no, not interested. And the greens, I get them to write them all on bits of paper 
and put them in a jar, like a, a big jar in the kitchen. And the orange ones, write them all on a bit of paper and put them in a jar. And if they get some time, rather than being like, you know, what do you feel like doing? Like, I don't know, whatever you want to do. Like, I'm just happy. <laughs> yeah. You take yeah. a dip and you play. Like even if it's for half an hour, you just give something fun a try. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like... I mean, you know, it's something that I think anyone could do. And like they could write that you could, we could literally write our own list and like make no, out. Don't get the neighbors to write it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't have to, like, although we want people, they will find you and stalk you in the show notes, like the details of Luke. But like you, this is stuff that you can do yourself, right? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think. Like I'll, I'll send you guys the link to my intimacy list and you feel free to share it in the show notes. Um, idea. But like the, the challenging thing I find for couples is that we have these blocks around actually exposing our dirty thoughts to each other. So mm-hmm. if a couple was to sit down and write their list out, it'd probably be like a very um, sanitized version of what they actually would be interested in doing so the great thing about my list is that i've got no filters and uh, i've come up with the dirtiest things that i could think of and it's really interesting i've gotten couples to do this where you know they've gone and done them separately yeah and then they've come back together and shared them and then you know one partner's been a little bit more explicit and the other one's been like oh my god i didn't realize are you serious (laughs) Oh, shit. Hold on. Give me five minutes. I've got to go and do this list again and come back with a little bit more honest. Oh, I feel like we need to do the list and then we need to come get you back on the podcast and we have to go through the Please. list on the podcast. <laughs> that would be, be brilliant. What's the, like, craziest thing? Um, oh, I think I added, um, me and Sindra added foot jobs to it the other day. Like we, up the bum, foot jobs. No, it was like we oh. met uh, this sex worker who one of the services that he offers it or gets requested is foot jobs where he gets like an extra large condom and puts it over someone's foot and then like gives their foot a head job. Oh, so I interviewed this um, a dominatrix and what she does is she puts her foot up their bum. Yeah, right. So that's why I was thinking that way. I don't think that'll happen on the first catch-up. I think you've got to work your way up for that. Hey, look, no, no, I'm never going to yuck someone else's yum. So Yeah, well, these are, that's so true because, like, that's the thing, isn't it? And you don't know unless you try. Yeah. So, like, for instance, say, you know, during this week, you guys get some time to catch up. And you're like, all right, you know, this would be the normal time that we might try and throw each other a bone. What I would, if you guys were, you know, my clients, I would say what I really want you to do is um, practice for the next week or two every time that happens to try and have some non-sexual intimacy. So it might look like, you know, James sitting down on the bed and Heidi, you, you know, sitting down and wrapping your legs around him and both of you putting, you know, your hands on each other's chests. And I might say, all right, so Heidi, I want you to start breathing really deeply and strongly and, you know, maybe have the other hand on each other's lower back and I want you to start breathing really deeply and I want James to try and match and keep up with your breath and just go with that for a little while. And then, Heidi, I'd get you to speed up your breath, like, Mm -hmm. really fast and get James to, like, try and keep up with it. 
and match and mirror it. And then I get you to slow it down and speed it up and go wherever you want with it. And then maybe bring some body movement into it back and forth, side to side. And James would just have to try and keep up. So, because one of the things with um, when I find any, whether it's male or female and, and there's libido missing, there's a level of pressure. Yep. And when you feel pressure, it's just not fucking sexy. Mm. Like pressure to have sex is not sexy. So building trust and safety, like all James wants, he loves you. He, he, you know, he cares about you, finds you super attractive, and he just wants to spend some more connected time with you than what is everyday life. So yeah. doing that, something like that, and then, you know, once you've finished and slowed down, maybe putting your foreheads together and having a kiss and a cuddle and just holding each other and sharing, you know, what you really liked about that, you know, what could be better, what you'd like to try next time, and then finish up with that and be like, thanks heaps for making that time with me, babe. And then you move on with your nightly tasks. And so that's not sex. That's just breathing. Just that's, just in, that's, connection. Just, that's just connection. That's the love bubble. Yeah, the love right? bubble, yeah. Yeah. And that would that could take five minutes, right? Mm. And you do something along those lines, whether it's like, you know, just having a slow dance in the kitchen and one person's the leader and the other person's the follower and just building that trust and that polarity up in things, whether it's like, um, you know, hey, uh, taking turns, like I would really like to offer you this type of touch. Would you like that? Yeah, I would like that bit of feedback if it's a firm touch not a tickly touch okay cool set the timer for a couple of minutes and one person offers the other person some touch and you give some feedback like oh that feels really good oh that's a bit tickly can you be a bit firmer and then swap i'd really like to give you this type of touch would you be willing to do that and it being just about like intimate connection rather Mm -hmm. than just like knocking out a couple of orgasms yeah yeah and that, that builds that sexiness up and the trust and the safety for play. Mm, yeah. I feel like so many parents would be able to like go, yes, I'll do it. But like, how do you keep that going? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, we can do, yeah, it, you do it. but then it And falls, then it falls, falls by the wayside. By the wayside. So what yeah. do you say to your, um, you know, to couples that would, you know, especially like if they might be onto their second kid, like you got two you, and you got twins, boy. Yeah. Like we got one and we're like, fuck, this is hard. But, you know, like we've, if you've got a couple of kids as well. Like, okay, so I literally like um, like Cindy and I even had it written on the mirror on our bedroom, in our bedroom wardrobe, love bubble, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with like a little um, whiteboard texter. And if it, we got to the point where our heads hit the pillow and we hadn't had some form of, connection like come on babe let's just jump up just just for five minutes Mm -hmm. oh no i don't really feel like it and say okay what would you feel like doing like before we go to bed you know journal together do a meditation together like it's just something small Mm, that's and you're making it sound so much simpler now like do you know what i mean five minutes like you said i mean we are all so guilty and um, lazy to fall into the can't be bothered. Like I know I am, and I know Heidi can be. But when you say it's like it's, it's five minutes, dude. Like yeah, it's five minutes. You surely can give that to your husband or your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and there's gonna be times where you can't you can't be bothered, but then the other one will pull you in, and vice versa. To yeah, you got to kind of like make the commitment to each other to like to call it out because even when you don't feel like doing it, 
um, you know, if you've made that agreement with each other that, hey, we're going to give this a try, we're going to give this a red hot go, then it's not that you're getting forced into it, pressured into it. You're getting held up to an agreement that you've made together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And if you if we're agreeing to be married to somebody, agreeing to have kids with kid, agreeing to have kids with somebody, that's a big fucking agreement. Yeah. Right. And we all do it. You know, every day we wake up and we're like, oh, well, we got these kids together. We said yes. But when we agree to like maintain our intimate connection, all of a sudden we get super wishy washy about that. Mm. Like, what? If, and it's so fun. It's like having a passionate, connected relationship with somebody. So juicy. It's so good. Like, even just jumping in, the, I don't know, like just the smallest things. They're like the funnest when you do it, it can be the funnest part of your fucking day. So, mm. why are we so wishy washy about that agreement? Yeah. Yeah, I'm making you sign a fucking agreement. <laughs> so what would be your top three tips for couples that are, you know, first-time parents, got kids that, you know, that listen to this podcast that could action from here to bring more intimacy into their relationships? All right, so my top three tips would be to do the love languages quiz. Yes. Do the five love languages quiz. Just Google the five love languages. Do the quiz and share the results with your partner. Yeah. And really like read the tips that they give you. Because mm. when you're when you're a new parent, because when you do the quiz, it gives you some tips on like what the love languages mean and how you could serve that love language. When you're a new parent and you are so um, stretched thin on time and priorities knowing how to fill your partner's love cup with maybe just a word or just an action or just one thing can make all the difference, can make all of the difference. Like if I know that my partner's love language is words of affirmation and I stop before going out of the house and be like, babe, I appreciate you so fucking much. Like what you do for this household and this family, I think about it all day. You're amazing. All right? Compared to, well, can you clean this house up before I get home today? So knowing your love languages is one way to know just the smallest thing that you can just um, drip into their little love cup to fill it up. But it also gives you a guide on how to really piss them off or how not to piss them off. Yeah. If your partner's love language is words of affirmation and you give them words of defamation, then that's going to cut them twice as deep. So whilst you're trying to maintain a connection, whilst looking after new kids and household bills and all those sorts of things, knowing the things that are going to cut your partner deep and to navigate that is really, really important because we're all kind of like, you know, in that fight, flight, fear, fawn response for a couple of years there. So you need to really be aware of how your partner ticks. Mm, Yes. Yeah, I feel like I've done really well. I'm like, I now talk, like, no, but I do all these things at acts of service for you. When you think about it, I'm like, what have you done for me, Mr. Love Language? You know, my love language is words of affirmation. And when Luke was saying that before, I was like, oh. I tell you I love you every day. Yeah, okay, so that's the caveat to it, right, is once you find out what your partner's love language is, You can't have that ego around like, well, I'm already pretty fucking good at that, right? (laughs) You need to ask them how they like to receive that that love language. 
So, mm. hey, Heidi, how do you like to receive words of affirmation? I love it when he sends me like little messages, you know, because when he worked away, that was our thing. Like, you know, every morning I'd wake up to little messages or whatever, or when he says to me that Memphis and, um, you know, and I, like, we just love you so much and what you do and like just everything that I try so hard to do every day, like with my business and being a good, like I was going to say a girlfriend, <laughs> being a wife, like they're all the things that I love to hear. Yep. Yeah. So recognition of the things that you you're really striving towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So that that's like a, the world's biggest. She just wrote you a map. Yeah. Right. Go and buy yourself a a pad of post-it notes, and start writing some of those when you're at work and you're thinking about Heidi and the things that you really love about her. Write them down on a post-it note and leave them around the house for a ne- for the next couple of weeks. What about the things I don't like? Can I do that as well? <laughs> no. That's no. not part. That's not part of this workshop. Sorry, <laughs> we'll work. On, we'll work on that over the coming weeks. Because um, I knew that he loved getting his meals cooked. He likes having food yeah. in the fridge and all this stuff. So I've actually. Can you tell Luke what I've been doing? Yeah, she has actually upped her game. She took a few years, but she got there. <laughs> yeah, I cook every day now, and I like. I think about it, and I like think about what he likes, and do you know what I mean? Like, and that was yeah. part of me, you know, because he's acts of service. Yeah. Well, it's that's like like I said with intimacy and sex, it's continuing to be curious. So mm. you're like, cool, I'm fucking nailing this food shit. Got it in the bag, all right. And there might be some things that still piss you off about each other, but you like you're doing this not in a manipulative way. You're doing it to maintain and build connection. So I might be like, hey, want to have like a little relationship check in, you know, on Wednesday night, babe. And one of the questions you might ask is like, how am I doing with your love language? Like acts of service. How's that going? Baby, killing it with the fucking food. Is there anything else that I could be doing? Well, you know what? It would really help if, you know, you help me out with this. That would mean the world to me. How about you? Well, like those post-it notes that Luke said were fucking sick. They really, you know, got me wet downstairs. It's like a waterfall. However, like what something else that I really love is that, you know, just from before we go to bed each night, you tell me something that you appreciate that I've done today. I'm just being curious. Like you literally, when you're in a relationship, every single day you're re-signing a lease of continuing to be curious about each other. Mm, I love that. Mm. Yeah, good food for thought, actually. I've got some post-it notes just here. Okay, so the love <laughs> languages is like yes. my, my first tip. Yeah, first um, that's that's my first tip. Um my second tip is to create a chores list. So write down everything that you've got to do in your life. Like you, all of your adulting shit, you know, dishwasher, lawns, laundry, groceries, like all the boring shit, right? Write it all down and assign roles. So have like a James list and a Heidi list and yeah. commit Commit who has time realistically to do those things and take responsibility over certain things. Obviously, if people have got different careers, different working times, you need to be realistic about it and take some ownership. It's like, yep, if I've said I'm going to unpack the dishwasher before I um, go to work, I'm going to unpack the dishwasher. That's my job. I'm going to do it. Because there's too many arguments about who's taking the fucking bin out. There's too many arguments about, you know, like you didn't unpack the dishwasher, I guess I'll do the it. The little things, like you said, like that yeah. don't really matter. 
yeah, like the the catalyst to um, to resentment is monotony. All right, so if you're just going through those same conversations all the day, you're not leaving any space for more deeper, more connected conversations. So I always get my couples to go through and do a chores list and commit to the list. As humans, we really struggle to commit to that sort of stuff because it's like, what if I don't fuck on money that day? But <laughs> like, you have to, you have to be reasonable about this stuff. If you do the list and you say that you're going to do it, like for example, if my job is to unpack the dishwasher before I go to work, it only means I've got to wake up five minutes early. I'm going to do it because it's going to mean Heidi's day is going to be just that little bit easier. I'm going to do it. And if for some reason something comes up, I'm going to send Heidi a message and be like, hey, babe, I know the dishwasher is my job. I literally like ran out of time this morning. You can leave it until I get home or to just today, like if you want to get it out of the way, you can do it. But I, th- I, that is my job, but I didn't do it today. I can just call yeah. myself out. I didn't do, do the thing I was going to do because like relationships are like a they're supposed to be negotiations rather than an expectation because like you know literally the definition of frustration is mismatched expectations so we're trying to get rid of the frustration here to make time for more juicy stuff so you negotiate who's going to do what and you hold each other up for example cindy and i did this and about two weeks into it i realized that i got all the shit jobs i was like i'm doing the compost bin i'm doing the bins I'm doing the dishwasher. I'm doing this. And I got back in. I was like, we need to talk about this list, babe, um, because I fucking hate the list now. <laughs> right? So I want to see if we can maybe rejig this and share it because, like, it's going to get to the point where I'm just not going to want to do the compost bin and we're going to have, like, a like a nest of blowflies out there. So we had to renegotiate the list. But then we had an agreement. We are both happy with it. Yep, sweet. We can do that. No more arguments about who's doing that sort of stuff. So I would say make a chores list. Yes, that's so good. Okay, so love languages, um, download that, find out what that is, uh, the list of chores, and then number three. Number three. Oh, I kind of want to make this one really saucy, but um, I, w- I would say that the third one would be um, the love bubble is just to literally get go and get a whiteboard pen, give it a try for a couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, come up with um, some, like, just a routine to follow only for as long enough as it starts to feel normal. You know, it feels a little bit clunky at first having to follow this thing that's written on the board. But once you get yourself trained into that thing that I'm actually living with the person that I'm choosing to do life with and I'm not just choosing to do all the adulting, I'm choosing them because I love them, because they're sexy, because I'm, I want to be connected with them and I want to be having juicy sex no matter how many kids that we've got. So I would say the love bubble. And whilst you're having that conversation around the love bubble, I would ha- talk about, I would make a list of what I would call opt-ins and opt-outs when it comes to um, like physical touch. So how I explain that is... Um, Opt-outs would be you both give each other a list of touch that you're totally comfortable with all of the time. You know, like if you were asking me, I'd be like, I love being kissed. I love getting my butt touched. I love holding hands. I love getting hugs. Um, I love getting a massage rub, uh, sorry, shoulder rub, Um, you know, things that I'm totally comfortable with that aren't going to give me the ick. Like, oh, you know, what's going on here? Is he trying to fuck me? 
Or yeah. is he just trying to is he just trying to show me some that he loves me? <laughs> so the reason that it's called an opt-out is that I'm telling you that you're like you've got assumed consent over these things. And it's yes. not gonna it's not gonna trigger me to rebuff you. Yes, because that's happened sometimes when he touches my boob. I'm like it's like this automatic response and it's like, oh, I just wasn't in the headspace for that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly right. We're like we're trying yeah. to we're trying to mitigate the rebuff. Mm. Right. Because we don't like rebuffing and we don't like being rebuffed, but it's legit. Yeah. Like it happens. It's a body response. Mm. So giving your partner a list of opt-outs. And why I call them opt-outs is that you're giving them can assume consent. But if for some reason that day you just didn't want to be fucking touched, you have to tell them. Yeah. So I'm opting out of touch today. Yep. I'm opting out of all of those things that I said that are totally cool. Might be that I've had an absolute shit day at work. My boss has been writing me or I blew up a switchboard or, you know, I forgot to put the bins out, even though I said that I was going to do it. Um, you know, some for some reason I'm opting out of those things today. They're op- I'm op- I've opted out. But otherwise... I feel comfortable with receiving those things and it's not going to challenge me to think that you're just trying to get something else. Mm. It's just touch that I like to get. The opt-ins are things that need consent every single time. So it might be like, hey, me personally, Luke Skews, love a finger in the bum. But that doesn't mean that you can just lick your finger, walk past and stick it up there. Yeah. Right? I like it, but you got to ask me. Yeah, yeah. Right? It might be like a booby touch. Like at certain times, love getting my boobs caressed, sucked, tugged, whatever it might be, but you got to ask. Yeah. Yeah? Like that. that's an opt-in. Mm. So giving your partner a list of things like, I actually really do enjoy these things at the right time and they always require consent. Yes. So giving each other a map to like intimate touch that's either really okay or when the time comes, like, hey, babe, what do you want to do tonight? Or would you like to try this? Would you like to try that? Would you like it if I sucked on your ears? Would you like it if I, you know, pulled your hair a little bit? Would you like it if I, you know, would you like, would you like, would you like? Actually, yes, I've been waiting all day for you to stick your finger in my bum. So it's like having a really defined, it sounds really clunky, like sound might sound a little bit sterile to the people out there, but we don't talk about this shit enough. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the same with all the stuff that we've been doing with fish on this podcast. It's like feels clunky at first, but then you start to embody it and then it's just kind of gets normal, like doesn't day it? day to day, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, honestly, fish is a god. Like he was born in the wrong lifetime. I recommend so many people go and talk to fish. He's a fucking incredible human. And the way that he explains it, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Why don't we get taught that in high school? Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm talking about right now, we're trying to give each other a map, like the love languages, the chores list, what type of physical touch doesn't trigger uh, like a rebuff response to us. Like these are the ways that you can love me. I'm trying to tell you how to fucking love me and being curious about that, continually curious because we get into these relationships, especially when we've had kids where we're like, I know my partner so well. She always, or he never, or he always, and she never. And, you know, this is what she likes. This is what she doesn't like. That's bullshit. I'm I'm a different version of Luke every day that I wake up. Yeah. And we need to stay super curious about this person that we're choosing to relate with, that we're choosing to 
raise kids with. And I want our, all of our kids out there to see parents that are still curious about each other. Yes. Mm, so Thank good. You. Yeah, so good. Oh, Luke, do you have anything to uh, share with us before we wrap up today's podcast? We will chuck all um, your details and the list in show notes and your where people can stalk you as well. But yep. is there anything like a final thought? Okay, my final thought, I wrote it down at the very start of our conversation, was <laughs> fuck first, right? If you're planning on like having a day or you've got some, you know, kid-free time, don't wait until the end of the day. Like you said, James, like by the time it's bedtime, I'm just like too tired, I'm taxed out, fuck first. If you're going out on a date, and this comes from this amazing podcaster called Dan Savage, if you're going to go out on a date, right? And you've worked all day and you've had to drop the kids off or you've had to do all the things and then you've got to get ready and you've got to do your makeup and then you're going to go out for dinner and you're going to have probably more food than you would normally eat and you're going to have more glasses of wine than you would normally eat. You might have dessert and then you get home and you're kind of looking at each other like, so are you going to do the thing or not? And you turn around and one person's already got the toothbrush out and they're like, fuck no, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to carve out time for intimacy, make intimacy the priority. Yes. Do yeah. the things that you're really looking forward to at the start. Like how much more fun would dinner be if you guys did that little five-minute breathing exercise before you went out for dinner? You'd be floating mm. on a cloud like, fuck, babe, that was awesome. Yeah, or you actually end up having sex and you're walking around with, you know, big orgasm energy, right, looking at each other <laughs> like, fuck, we did some dirty shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big yeah. pussy energy. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my advice from the great Dan Savage. Fuck first. Oh, so good. Thank you so much. I think like this will just give everyone that little bit of uh, pep in their step. Definitely. Yeah, yeah there's certainly a lot to take home from there. Yeah, mm. for sure. Oh. And if anyone's listening to this and they're thinking like, yeah, but, and, you know, we've got this and we've got that, that's what people like me and Fish are here for. Like mm. you don't have to be stuck you're not alone there's so many people out there but i encourage everybody to be really really resourceful about their relationship it's one of the most important things in our entire fucking life is the relationships that we have so even if it's looking up somebody on instagram and reading their posts it's listening to a podcast getting a coach reading a fucking book i encourage you to be resourceful and don't stay stuck Mm, so good. Well, Luke, we'll chuck all your details in the show notes. Thank you so much uh, for listening today. And like I said, we will get you back to go through that list. And yeah, we'll I'm sending go, it straight after this. Yes, yeah. with some of our, um, you know, our little workshop things we've got to go implement. Yeah, yeah we'll keep you. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. Like, all right, yeah. we'll keep you posted. Thank you so much uh, for listening to First Time Parents. We'll see you next week.